You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight we talk about Billy Wilder's Sunset Boulevard. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We're your hosts. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Gallen. How you doing, Brian? I am, I'm sleepy, man. You know. Yeah, I just, can tell. Yeah, I can tell. Sorry, mm. I'm dragging a little ass. Yeah. Do you Do you want to restart? Do what? you want to get get into it better? No, 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 no. It's, it's okay. It's, oh, you know, oh, we're, we're, we're here now. We're, we're at a good. Okay. All right, we're good. I'll get my William Holden VO voice going. <laughs> <laughs> I need to kill you first. One second. And we also have with us director of photography, Mike Griggs. All right, I'm ready for my close-up, Brian. <laughs> you need to be a little more manic. Oh. <laughs> Big, bigger eyes. All right, all right. I'm ready for my close-up. <laughs> there close you up. go. There it is. I'll act just like Mr. DeVille and politely escort you out of here as quick as possible. <laughs> and we also have with us costume designer, Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. Here we are talking 1950s. Sunset Boulevard. Pretty crazy, right? Mm-hmm. No, she's not. That's a uh, that's a difficult word. No, insane. <laughs> <laughs> with with style, she has style. Her whole her whole life is style, except for the outside of her house. I'd like, goddamn, hired a yard man or something. Max can't do everything, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> Goddamn. That was the style at the time. A lot of people would run in. down an old Adam's Family yeah. Chic. <laughs> Adam's Family Chic. They even in. did it. They did. What was that movie with the Kennedys that, uh, the, with the, um, the mansion? The Kennedys that lived in the mansion in Massachusetts? No, this is like a thing that, that rich people would just sort of like deteriorate, let their everything deteriorate. They were shut in, though. So, yeah. Mm their pools turned into a, a thunder domes for rats. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what the, were they eating something? What were they eating in that? I, I couldn't tell, man. I yeah, know. it was very strange. They're fighting over some, some, some scrap. This movie is, I guess, uh, considered a film noir. Really? Partly. Yeah. There's a lot of shadows going on. I get it. Is it a film lighting. noir because of the style or the lighting? 
It has to be the lighting. Yeah, it's got to be the lighting, right? Because it doesn't really fit a lot of the conventions. You don't have, like, a detective or a gangster you're following. You know, they keep saying gangster, you know. Um, what? What do you mean they keep you. saying gangster? They, uh, they, they just, they, they, I don't know, like, uh, you, you running from some gangsters or, I don't know, it, it keeps popping up. The de- he's running, yeah, isn't he running from, like, debt collector- collectors? Debt collectors, debt yeah. Collectors, yeah. You know, which is fucked up because she took care of his, like, housing bill. Why couldn't she just pay for the car, too, just to get that taken care of? Man, come on. Because then he would have a car and he could leave. Ah. It's all about control. You must learn That's control. Right. Yeah, this movie This movie feels like an early misery. Hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of see where he got the idea from. Well, it's interesting because I, when I first watched this, thought it was all about, like, relationships and controlling relationships. And I actually thought it was a brilliant, like, gender reversal <laughs> type mm. of re- oh, relationship. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And yeah. then I looked up a bunch of articles and they were like, no, it's about how Hollywood treats people. And I was like, oh, yeah, that too. That makes sense. <laughs> That's just too close to home, Kristen. <laughs> you were looking past it. <laughs> Forest and trees and such. Yeah. I had to look it up. It was making me think of the movie Great Expectations with the house. Mm. Oh, okay. That, that, that kind see. of vibe of the house. I don't, I don't know if I've seen that one. I get what Look it up. Uh, Ethan Hawke and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're thinking of that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Brian, I'm obviously I'm going to think of the newer <laughs> versions of things. Is that the newer? That's the one from well, the that's, 90s, that's, right? Well, that's that's new in my brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's newer than the 80s. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's anything beyond, you know, newer than that with this, maybe. I don't know. What it really reminded me of was Grey Gardens. Mm. That's what I was trying to think of with the yeah. Kennedy family. Um, and they remade that in the 90s with, uh, what, Drew Barrymore and somebody else. Hold on, I can tell you. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, so it was originally, uh, oh, it came out in 75, and it's a documentary. It explores the daily lives of two aging eccentric relatives of Jackie Kennedy. Hmm. And then Drew Barrymore did uh, something with Jessica Lange. And apparently this was also based loosely on a bunch of silent film stars who were also who also became shut-ins in their mansions and wouldn't leave the house, including Greta Garbo. I didn't realize that she became a shut-in. Norma Desmond is sort of, there's a couple of people that it's sort of based on it. Clara Bow is one of them, which I didn't realize that she was like that either. Yeah, I remember, I remember uh, Mary Pickford uh, being a, a shut-in. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I, don't, I can't really recall anybody else. Well, I guess fucking Howard Hughes, but he's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Way of the future. <laughs> He's probably the most <laughs> famous crazy uh, rich eccentric person. <laughs> Just in search for the perfect cloud. Yeah. I guess he was famous too. He was famous too, right? He was searching for that validation. I think what's really interesting, The Guardian did a really good article on this if anyone is interested in Googling it, but <laughs> it's interesting how this was supposed to serve as like a warning of like, Hey, Mm. this is what too much fame will do to you. And also, like, maybe don't get into controlling relationships. But, you know, especially, like, don't go seeking external validation. And all we've done as a society is be like, no, I need you to see me and hear me, please. (laughs) And it's everything from, like, social media to, like, uh, different, like, crazy relationships that people are in now um, to different types of therapy where they're like, no, I, I hear you. And, and I'm not saying that people don't need this. It's, it's certainly needed, I suppose, to have a level of connection. I think that's what people are really after is a level of connection. But fame is not how you do it. I feel like maybe the point wasn't made well enough or 
or maybe people don't care. But whatever. It was mm. interesting to me how many people, like this movie was supposed to be like a warning. And um, we just were like, oh, she has a nice life. <laughs> I would like that. <laughs> It, hit, it hits home in a little bit of a way because everybody that, uh, that I deal with or even when I think about myself and my career, when people ask, how are you doing? What are you doing? I say, well, I'm working on this. I'm doing that. We kind of like, yeah. like yeah. Put, a, we put ourselves out there in what we do. Like, like you know, our, our job is what we do and that's our life. You know, so like, you know, that's, that's kind of what they're showing these people. Like, you know, since if you lose the fame, then, then basically you've lost your life. Right. Yeah. Well, who are yeah. you if you're not working? What are you? What are you? Do you I'm nobody. Have... I'm sitting around well, eating burritos, being si- sad. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sitting around eating burritos, being sad. Uh, Doritos, but burritos are good too. Yeah. Oh, Doritos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like burritos. You should Sorry. combine Still, the Doritos and the burritos. Uh, Kristen, do you don't think I've done that? <laughs> All right. <I'm> just... <laughs> in case you haven't. Yeah, because uh, you know chips are always good on sandwiches. They're even better in, in burritos. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hasn't Taco Bell done that? <laughs> oh, dude, if they haven't, I'm 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 very disappointed in Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm sure they have. Yeah, I know they've done tacos at least. I don't know about burritos. Yeah. But... Oh, that's right. I think they put like Fritos or something in there, which is kind of already, you know. Anyways, Taco Bell <laughs> geniuses. Really, the levels we'll strive for when we don't feel seen or heard. <laughs> taco Bell, can you make a taco for me? <laughs> I'm famous, I promise. Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's interesting that that like these this movie has been received so long after as not a warning. I'm I would love to read some of those articles or see what these people are saying. How how did you how did you watch this movie and not be like, "Wow, yeah, there's there's the the difficulty of the drive that from, you know, what's his name's character and and he's just he's bent on hell bent on not going back to Illinois or Ohio or wherever it was." That he's willing to take these handouts from this woman that aren't even really handouts. Like, he knew from the beginning that she was trying to control him. He's like, yeah. well, So sure. that's actually why I didn't really feel sorry for him. So Yeah, same. He 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 knows exactly what he's doing. I, and, it, and it kind of plays into, you know, at the end there where he's like, actually, why would I leave all of this stuff? Like, he is just yeah. as toxic as she is. And we just think that he's the normal one because he's narrating it. And and yeah. I actually and actually that's what if he wasn't narrating it, I might have liked him a little bit more because the whole time he's like, look at her. I hate her so much. She's so stupid. Look at these stupid things that she wrote. And I'm like, yo, yo, you're taking her money and you're like sitting here mm-hmm. like laughing in her face and you're pretending I don't feel sorry for you when she acts crazy and now you have to deal with it because you signed up for that and you said you liked it Uh, yeah I don't know when she shot him in the back I was like you know (laughs) it happens (laughs) yeah he didn't really seem to care too much that she grabbed a gun he's like all right whatever you know like I don't know man this lady is unhinged I'd have been a little bit quicker to get the fuck out of there. But he's also unhinged. I think that's the point is people who are like s- stable aren't going to see this opportunity living, being like living with her and, and re- being her little lover slash writer and be like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. Like <laughs> you have to be unhinged yourself to be like, yeah, I'm, that's that's cool. And it's so interesting. I, I did actually really enjoy kind of his descent into madness because, yeah, he was he did want to be a writer and he was really driven and presumably he's very good at it. And then you know, he needs money and he needs all of these other things. 
and and so he kind of also goes a little bit mad. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's a little cynical too. Like he wants to be a good writer, but like at this point in his life, I don't know. When we meet him, he just wants the money. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, well, he's in such a hole. He's got to get you know. It's the repossessing everything. He's behind on his rent and everything. He's he just he needs the fucking money. I need I need to survive at this point. That's why when he meets like I don't know when he meets Betty later. It's I, when, when they're writing back and forth, you you can actually feel like oh yeah, he's actually enjoying this now, and he's yeah. Like, it's the yeah, only time yeah. in the movie where you kind of see him kind of happy. Yeah, except point. I yeah. would also like to point out, yes, he is happy there, and I do think he genuinely likes her, but also. Um, She's engaged to like his very good friend. Yeah, yeah. which is like so <laughs> snaky yeah. and fucked up. Yeah. And so again, I don't really feel sorry for him. You instantly hate him because of that. You're like, oh, he, he get, he's getting a little bit of a, a breath of fresh air, but he's also such a dick. Yeah. I mean, listen, if it all works out, I'm very happy for you. you like I do. I, I I don't want. I I wasn't like rooting for him to die. Like obviously. Uh, oh, were you, so you were okay? Go ahead. Uh, no, sorry. no, but but I, I he only had one redeemable thing that he did is that he brought Betty in and was like, look. You know, because uh, I didn't know if he was just playing her to get away from the crazy lady or or was he actually just, you know, doing the right thing and like severing ties with her and saying, look, you know, I'm I, I'm getting rid of you. I'm going to get rid of her. And then I leave and then I've got all of this off my. Yeah. My shoulders. Yeah. He's definitely like I have I have fucked up in some major, yeah, yeah, major yeah, yeah. fashions. He's, he's like, Damn, pl- yeah. go to New Mexico with him yeah. or whatever. And, and please, <laughs> you know, I fucked that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but don't you also, I mean, cause I, I kind of wonder too, like, do you think he's just pushing everyone away from him so he can just run because he can't take responsibility flee, for anything flee. he does? Yeah. yeah, you're right. Can't take responsibility or is finally taking responsibility. No, if you were taking responsibility, mm. you wouldn't run away from your debt collectors, the, the fiancé you just stole from your best friend, the employer slash lover that you've taken. Like, you wouldn't be running away from all of that if you're taking responsibility. Wait, hold on. No, but do, he's doing terrible things, though. Like, uh, it's not bad to run away from bad shit. Like, he's running away from bad problems that he caused. I mean, you know what I mean? He's also trying to fix him at the end the best you can in those terrible relationships. yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's trying to trying. be like, all right, these unstable relationships need to just finally topple. Let me push them the final bit over so that I can do what I've been terrified of the entire movie in his narrative. This is why he needs the money so he can't so he can stay. And he's like, you know what? I've, I've I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I'm I have I have I'm not a success. I am a total failure. I got to let all this shit go. I'm going to go back to Ohio and sit behind that fucking desk. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're saying he's taking responsibility in like his unhinged way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that makes sense. He's finally admitting to himself that this this attempt at life is over and he should he should return to his old wife, his old life. Oh, you know what? Everyone talks about that's actually really interesting. I um everyone talks about uh, Norman Desmond and how it's, you know, this movie is a warning for like women, especially how the and how women are treated. But actually it, from that lens, from that point of view, this is actually is a really good uh, warning for how they treat everyone in the industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone in the industry. I mean, down to the fucking like the studio calling and calling and calling because they wanted to rent the car. Yeah, like God damn, that was <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it sounds yeah. very accurate though. <laughs> All those yeah. moments are so great, yeah. and, and they land so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely crafted lovingly by people in the industry. Yeah, and it's fucking psycho that seventy years later we're all like, yep. Oh, oh yep. yeah, this this, this yep. shit's home. Yeah, this is accurate. <laughs> do you do you think that Norma and Joe were having a sexual relationship? Oh, oh my 100%. god, yes, yeah. absolutely, yes. yeah. I think so, yes. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was it was a literal open door policy. 
When I think uh, it became sexual, I think I read it uh, like on Wikipedia that it became sexual after she tried to kill herself, and when he came back, oh, that's it was, when it yeah. became. That's when yeah. they kissed for sexual. the first time on screen. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. she's got her arms bandaged, bandaged all up. Yeah. And, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. so creepy because yeah. he just it's she so just creepy brings them and uh, that's all you see in the frame. And I was questioning whether or not she had actually done it, and that was just like a hired person to come in and act like a doctor, you know? I mean, oh, dude, it, it totally could. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it could have all been a, in, a, in a, you know, a facade. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen someone else try to kill themselves in order to keep some other dude from running. Don't go! <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it was nice seeing, like, all these silent movie stars in the movie. Mm-hmm. The waxwork, uh, that's the old guy with the big ears. That's Buster Keaton. The general. That was Buster Keaton? Holy shit. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had, uh, so, you know, he was an alcoholic in his later years, and he got puffy face. Mm. It happens. Oh, I saw his name, but I just didn't recognize him in any of it, and I didn't think to, to realize that he would be fucking old. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think the probably the coolest uh, little bit of trivia was that uh, <laughs> it's revealed in the movie that Max the butler directed norma yeah and yeah, he was the first, first husband <laughs> and the first husband dude and that was the part i was like hold on that's fucked up too like it goes <laughs> deeper it goes hold deeper on, because i was so sitting here deeper. watching this that i was like how devoted he was like in the beginning and yeah, i was like yeah. man like where do you people find like this kind of like level of devotion like that's really it's like called, what is love, this Kristen. is this like something that happens like like oh you know God. like because you yeah. know you think of like the servants of like downton mm. abbey and they're very devoted like not like that but they're very devoted and i'm like how does also like what what is, what is going on <laughs> And then it's revealed that he's her first husband, and I was like, okay, so this is actually very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> found her when she was 16. 16 yes, yeah. right. Yeah. But uh, just... it's hilarious, because the actor that plays Max, uh, he was a silent film director. He directed the film that she's in that's, uh, that they're watching. Yep, the, in the movie. Yeah. That, that, that fil- and that's the movie that actually killed both of their careers. Wow. Holy shit, really? The Queen Kelly, or just Queen Kelly. I've never seen Wait, it, but you so, can watch clips of it on YouTube. Sorry, so you're saying in in the movie or in real life? Both. Both. So the, she was actually a, a silent film star before. Oh no, this no, movie. no! Yeah. yeah, Gloria Swanson is is a silent film star. That's that's what just where she comes from. And and the guy that played Max was a director of her early movies. Yes. Yep. And the one that they watched is a scene is one of her early movies. The one when they're sitting on the yeah. is the movie shit. he directed her in. Whoa. Holy shit. <laughs> this, this movie is, is, is super, like, you know, progressive and amazing for its time. Meta in yeah, 1950 meta. at that level yeah. is. All right, all right. Yeah. Cecil B. DeMille yeah. is actually played by Cecil B. DeMille. I, I did yeah, recognize yeah. him. That that I felt pretty good about. I was like, oh my and God. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good in it, too. Like, Dude, all of his fantastic. deliveries and, and all of it. Yeah, it's excellent. You could tell he's had those conversations with many actors. <laughs> that, that's actually uh, a film set, a working film set that he was. That that's a film that he's shooting while they're there and they're all in, in costume no and wardrobe. Way. Yeah, that's the movie that's he was making. At I the like time. how they turn that massive light on her. Oh you my know, they god! Light her up. What a badass scene! Comes and everybody comes in. Yeah, Sluts, that whole like, moment flies to a yeah. fucking light. Oh, it was so too yeah, so cool. It's perfect. Hey, Hawkeye! I was like, what? Who the fuck? Why do they keep calling him Hawkeye? I think his name is Hawkeye. Like, yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's just his fucking. That's his nickname. Put that line back. Where That's the name of a very famous electrician that worked on the Paramount lot. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Cause it's, that's awesome. it's so random to put that in the movie. It's like, what? what? No, man. That, that, that's, that's like an Easter egg for people who know, which yeah, is amazing. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's the way it should be. I had to Google I it, like though. That. I was like, what kind of slang is that? Is that like code for something in the 50s? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just from now on, all the electricians are just called hog eyes. Only if you're up on the balcony on the catwalk like that. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you got to be up in the mains. That's what yeah. they're called. It's me, yeah. hog eye. Oh, hey, hog eye. Do you think that was actually him? No, it wasn't. That was an actor. <laughs> that would have been great. Well, like, you know, see. electricians can't talk. No. <laughs> $15,000 you get for, uh, for one line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't fill out the paperwork, so they can't, they can't say any lines. <laughs> How was this movie received when it came out? Was that like a... Was it like a big hit? Was it a was it a sleeper where people like, oh my god, we finally see the inside of what Hollywood is actually like? A little bit of all of the above, right? Uh, it was a uh, it was not well received in the rural parts of the country because they had no idea. They were just like, that's nice. Um, <laughs> Them coastal elites. <laughs> and, and I think it was received well in the cities. I think Hollywood hated it, right? Um, of course they did. Who, someone yelled at him? Hold on, I actually saved the quote. Oh, that's from, uh, that was MGM. Is it MGM? It says, you have disgraced the industry that made and fed you. You should be tarred and feathered and run out of Hollywood. Billy Wilder responded with, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Good man. I mean, legitimately. And he he also said that, um, (laughs) so they're both Jewish, um, before I say this, but he also said that um, Billy Wilder would be better off being sent back to Germany. Fuck. His parents were killed in a concentration camp. <laughs> so this yeah, a- it was like it was like you know mixed reception. <laughs> got it, got it. Spawning Twitter flame wars before Twitter was even. A- <laughs> <laughs> I, I think most people uh, saw it as uh, a, a really good script when it came out. Um, it won a, yeah. it won the Academy Award for. Uh, the screenplay and everything like that. The problem is, is when it came out, it came out in 1950, the same fucking year as All About Eve, which is a very mm-hmm. similar story. Uh, that one best picture, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just, it got overshadowed, you know? But that's the one where, like, Betty Davis is, like, the old Broadway star, and uh, I forget the actress that comes in, and she starts trying to get her part. It's, you guys remember Showgirls? It's like Showgirls without nudity. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, no so point boring. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Showgirls is like, you that, know, the I don't have that weird pool scene. Of, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, all, I don't about know. all about Eve. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it did get a little overshadowed. But it, it's still, you know, it's still it received its love. And I think it's, uh, in retrospect, after some time. People still love it. It's, I yeah. think it's Trump's favorite movie, actually. Wait, what? Fun this fact. movie? <laughs> Wait, what? Hold he- up. Repeat that? <laughs> I, you're Wait. breaking my fucking brain right now. You just what broke the, my brain. I was like, what? Wait, I don't... Away. <laughs> Wait, now I have to Google this because he uh, like... Yeah, I'd like he, to know why. He was complaining about something and was like, why can't... And then compared it to Sunset Boulevard. I, I know it's day, It's on David Lynch's top list, like, but that makes sense to me. But Trump, I don't get. Here, hold on. <laughs> I don't get that at all. This is no. definitely not the McDon- McDonald's of uh, cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Trump yeah. says it's one of the greatest films of all time, and he used to not o- not only play it for his guests uh, 
aboard his airplane, uh, but he used to hold screenings of it at Camp David when he was the president. It is a good movie, though, so I get it, and it's entertaining, so yeah, sure. Maybe he sees himself as the old lady trying to get the new young country to stay. I'll buy you lots of things. Fuck, I don't know. I'm reading okay. this one. Kind I of think, yeah, no, okay, okay. I'm reading more. So who's, who, uh, okay, so it says that, um, I think he is identifying with Norman Desmond, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> it says he once showed it to Tim O'Brien, who was his biographer, who wrote that when Nez- Norman Desmond cried out, those idiot producers, those imbeciles, haven't they got any eyes? Have they forgotten what a star looks like? I'll show them. I'll be up there again. So help me. So tr- and then Trump leaned over and whispered, "Is this an incredible scene or what? Just incredible." Nobody <gasps> leaves a star. Okay, now it makes a lot of sense. He's like, <laughs> yep. she didn't get what she wanted. She murdered a guy, then she got it. <laughs> That's right. The cameras were there. The cameras. The cameras are here. Oh. What's the scene? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. Because actors have to be told what they're doing. <laughs> right. She was trying to make it up as she went along. It did not yeah, work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Uh-uh. Wait, there's even... Okay, there's even an article um, from New Republic, if you want to Google it, uh, that says, who said it, Donald Trump or Norma Desmond? Oh, my oh, God. Yes. That is Please, insane. let's play this game. Please, let's play this game. <laughs> okay. This okay. <laughs> I'm so first excited one, right now. The first one. I did nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong. I feel like that's easy. <laughs> right, we're good with Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah, that's Trump. That's Trump. Okay. The next one. You see, this is my life. It will always be nothing else. Just us and the cameras and those wonderful people out there in the dark. Sunset Boulevard. That's obviously Norman, something. Norman yeah. Well, we just watched yeah. the movie, I think. We just okay. watched yeah, it. Yeah. Yep, yep. I, uh, I, do, I do love all the people out in the dark, though. I, I love that. That <laughs> was a great line. A she looks, line. She spikes the lens. She's dude, like, yeah. People. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah. That's so fucking solid. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm going to... I'm skipping down to what, the one that I wasn't sure... It said, who have we got now? Just nobodies. I'm going to go with Trump. I think that was Norma Desmond. It was Norma Desmond. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Who do we got now? <laughs> nobodies. Oh, okay. That's what she's talking about. Uh, the directors. Oh, but here's. <laughs> uh, Sounds like Trump. I have yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever do it that says, again but i love it here's another one i believe i'm overly generous and i don't think that's a bad thing sometimes it can make life a little bit more difficult that's norma desmond that's norma desmond that is trump oh my god oh wow <laughs> I, was, I could see her I saying that, 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 that was too yeah, i could see her saying that too wow man all right two more two more <laughs> two more yeah. Wait, okay. Are we I saying don't... Sunset Boulevard is a red flag movie? <laughs> no, we're saying Trump, who as- associates himself with this character, <laughs> sees himself in her, is a red flag. People that yeah, like it's a red flag. <laughs> people that like Sunset Boulevard, you have to red flag no, them. People who who look at Sunset Boulevard and say, no. she is just like me." Bro, even, even I'm sure even serial killers love fucking ET. I mean, like you know, it's like, <laughs> come on, now. yeah, because they want someone to go home. <laughs> I'm not yeah. subscribing to the theory of red flags. It's just I was just yeah. making a joke about <laughs> okay. a, a culture war <laughs> trend. <laughs> Calm down. This don't make me feel bad for liking this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Kristen did that already. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> She's like this asshole loves this film. Oh, okay. No, oh. Just, I'm just. It has universal appeal. Universal <laughs> appeal. <laughs> That's all. All right, give me two more. Give me two more. Oh, two more. Okay, all right, hold on. Uh, okay. Uh, 
We have always known that this was not the end. Fuck, I'm gonna Trump. go Trump. I'm gonna go Sunset Boulevard. Trump. <gasps> I'm terrible at this game. <laughs> We've always known <laughs> this is not the end. That this is not the end. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't need anybody's advice. I don't need any advice. Oh shit. About <laughs> 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 uh, I'm gonna say Trump. Too hard. Yeah, it's way too hard. <laughs> I'm gonna go Trump. I'm gonna say Norma Desmond. It was Trump. Fuck. <laughs> um. Oh, that one. I feel like this one's obviously Trump. Okay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I had to double check before. <laughs> Did it have Big League in it? <laughs> no. My it's, God is beautiful. I think I've always been relevant. I've been relevant from a very young age. That's Trump. <laughs> oh, that's definitely Trump. Because uh, Norma's line about that, which I loved, was, I, I am big. That's the movies that got small. <laughs> oh, that's I such love a that. great line. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I love that shot of her, too, when she turns back and has that line. Yeah. Yeah. It's the pictures that have gotten small. I love how she's looking down her nose at the audience the entire fucking movie. Yeah. I think that has to hurt her neck. I was I wonder very, about I'm that. very concerned about her neck in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz you can't just like like that's I guess that is how they they posed in in It's all big. It's very theatrical and huge. She's so theatrical. I did see one review that I thought was a very interesting analysis that said um, her representing the silent screen and making everything so big and for her all of her emotions are so big and that's why she loves so much and she you know kills and all of these things because she's such a big you know she represents such an, a highly emotional and such a, a big era and and they were like and when you compare it to like the night you know the, the modern day, um, sort of love story. He's like, you don't even care when they break up. Like, there's like no emotion there. <laughs> and I thought that was, I didn't quite agree with that. But I thought that was a very interesting perspective to take. Yeah, I've seen 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> God damn it. She, she was a little uh, overacty in some of these scenes, though. Like, there were oh, definitely some moments where it was like, it's okay, on purpose, right, though. It's on purpose. No, 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 no. It's 100% on purpose. purpose. Yeah, yeah, she's doing the silent movie actress thing in yeah, real life. Yeah, she lives it. That's all she is. She's surrounded by it. Like my favorite part is when she's at the door. She's like, "Joe, I've stopped crying now. Are you mad at me?" <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> Can I come in? Dude, so great. <laughs> she just cried her eyes out previously. It's like ah, psycho. I also loved how. It shows how much she takes care of her skin and her appearance and her all of her hair and how she would like tape everything up. Like she was oh, so, man. and it looked so creepy too. It, yeah. it was yeah, wonderful. You're talking about like when she, she realized that whole Rocky it, yeah. montage to get ready for the next. Yeah, movie. I was gonna. I, I was gonna ask Kristen, uh, is all that made up or is that are those old school like uh, beauty techniques? People this woman still do wonderful things. Today. Like these fucking socks you pull over your face and like you know she's got these gloves and like all the all yeah, the yeah you can buy all of that stuff today. This is <laughs> really ve- it's still current. Yeah. People still I can get do rid it. of this like this line that's starting to happen right here. In my yeah. Face. Okay. Good. Yeah, it's called skincare. <laughs> this is so everything she's doing is skincare. <laughs> and so with the tape, um, and I. I, you know, without knowing exactly what her routine is, but with the tape, what you do, 
Um, and uh, I don't know if this has been studied, uh, but a lot of people swear by it. And it, yes, you can still buy all of this stuff today on Amazon. Like it's very, I don't know if it's how common it is, but you could, yeah. So basically, yeah, for your wrinkles and stuff, you can just like pull them open and you put tape on it and then you sleep in so, it. Also, it's, yeah. like, it's like a, like a, like a pre-Botox or whatever. You're like stretching it. Exactly. And then you put a serum uh, or something that like, okay. It's I yeah actually I think more people have, like, duct tape would on my face do later. don't know it's not about duct tape, tape. Gaff. gaff tape might be better actually oh okay all right good yeah paper tape <laughs> but no like and that's why so yes there is Botox uh, that just relaxes your muscles uh, but then you can't like have any you can't emote expressions, and you cannot right? be a silent film actor absolutely no. not and, and not emote botox. so botox no. is and is so that's why you have film. to do like the tape and all of the serums <laughs> that and weird all chin of sling she's got the one that so, glides no, around her head and it's like that's, pulling that's up her the neck. one that's the trippiest <laughs> again you can buy all of that today and it's to keep her jaw from sagging so that she oh, can retain yeah, so her jaw that, no so yeah so gobbler. she can keep her jawline yeah okay um, it reduces the goose, the goozle. Yeah. The goozle? <laughs> the goozle. That, that, I think that's yeah, this, a technical is, term, right? This is a technical <laughs> term for when, like, the, uh, you know, the, the, the saggy, like, you know, skin on your throat. The gobbler. Your Adam's apple. Yeah, your, go- well, your gobbler. It's, it's called <laughs> goozle. Didn't Miss Frenzel teach you that? Reduce the goose. And that's actually, I, I found that out in film school. That was a film school thing. Mm. Interesting. You can visit my website, reducethegoose.com, <laughs> and uh, for helpful tips. Do you uh, also it's, sell it's, this, the, the no, chin No, no. Mine's more about, like, you know, keeping the chin up and then, like, filming above the nostrils, oh. uh, which causes the eye line to but go they, up. Uh, so uh, it reduces the goose. I have sell t-shirts. But do you think that's why she was <laughs> also, reduction. like, standing like that, you know? She's uh, always she's standing always, with yes. her head back. Uh, like even there. just yeah. doing that makes my neck hurt. I know, but you, but you instantly put your arms out though, right? But you it's do. You big. put your arms yeah. out. You're like, this is natural. Uh, she's always you in crane pose. Yeah. You know, like. Yes, she is. She's always. No, like big do arms, it. Like put Jesus, your head. Put your head back and look down at people, and your arms just naturally go out, and you're like, I have to glide uh, around now. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is what that Creed song was about, Jared, with arms wide open. Bro, yeah. Because Jesus had arms wide open. All about the hugs. What? A lot oh of similarities God. here, honestly. <laughs> a lot of overlap. So. <laughs> I was like, yep, yep, here it goes. So with that, we're going to play the trailer for Billy Wilder's Sunset Boulevard. We'll be right back. I'm talking from the bedroom of Norma Desmond. Don't bother with a rewrite, man. Take this direct. Ready? As day breaks over the murder house. Yes, you'll read the big black headlines about Norma Desmond and this Hollywood scandal. But you'll never read the true story about the rest of us who were part of it. Me, for instance. Joe Gillis, a promising young writer from Dayton, Ohio. And Betty, that nice kid I met at a Hollywood party who knew nothing about me but knew what she wanted. Don't you love Artie? Of course I love him. 
I always will. I'm just not in love with him anymore. What happened? You did? Well, we should have lived happily ever after, like they do in the movies. But this was different, because this is a Hollywood story about the people who make the movies. The little ones that you never hear of, like Betty and me. The great ones, like Cecil B. DeMille. All those who knew Norma Desmond, a strange woman who left her mark on all of us, who crossed her path. Has it ever occurred to you that I may have a life of my own, that there, there may be some girl that I'm crazy about? Who? Some car hop or dress extra? What I'm trying to say is that I'm all wrong for you. You want a Valentino, somebody with polo ponies, a big shot. What you're trying to say is you don't want me to love you. Say it. Gloria Swanson, one of the great personalities of this generation in a role that comes to an actress once in a lifetime. Rising to the heights, William Holden creates a startling portrayal. And a new star is born in Sunset Boulevard, Miss Nancy Olson. Joe? Where are you? What's this all about? Why don't you come out and see for yourself? The address is 10,086 Sunset Boulevard. Yes, come out to see for yourself the film that reaches a new milestone of dramatic daring. The film that every critic says is a giant among motion pictures. Welcome back. That was the trailer for Billy Wilder's Sunset Boulevard. It's a good trailer. A little, little long there at the end. Quite, quite long. Quite long. Mm, yeah. I didn't realize until I watched the trailer that that was Hedda Hopper in the movie also making her own cameo. It was a very famous gossip columnist uh, in the first half of the 20th century. Oh, she's the one at the end that's like, don't bother with the rewrite. Yeah. <laughs> that was God also old. Uh, Hold the press. A little hammy. I'm sure that's exactly how she is in real life. (laughs) Day breaks over the murder house and they literally pan over and there she is in the same fucking room with her while she's shouting on the phone at the editor. And the guy's just asking her questions like, you know, (laughs) did you have a fight with the man? (laughs) Is there anything stolen? Give me a chance to answer, bro. Well, obviously they're supposed to be berating her because she's famous. Yeah. She's also Uh, too distraught to answer. Yeah. Oh, she's just gone. Yeah. Um, the trailer was uh, seems like it's an alternate take of the opening. They yeah. had a new, they had a different opening. Yeah, and you're talking about like the pan back from the curb and well, then the, the original is like a, is a pull is a pullback. You know, where we start down on the Sunset Boulevard and then we see the ground and then we're like following behind a vehicle. And this one, you're like, you know, you're in the front of the vehicle driving. You know what I mean? It's, it's a different different take on the opening. They also, in addition to that. They also opened originally like at the morgue and audiences Ooh. thought it was very funny and so they ended up <laughs> taking it out. Damn. Thank He's God dead in the morgue right. instead of Yeah, the, the pool is way better. <laughs> yeah, the pool is yeah. That's iconic. Yeah. And um I think they had a lot of sorry, I think they had a lot of problems shooting the pool scene and but but yeah, because the morgue did not go over well, they were like, Let's just use what we've got. But I I which I love what they 
got though. Yeah, they put a mirror down on the bottom of the swimming pool and then shot down into it. So that's how oh, you oh, is that how they got it? Because I was yeah. reading that they like put the camera in a box and was trying to that, <laughs> film it that way. That's no, the way man, that they failed. Just, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mirrors of the way, man. Yeah. That was a pretty dope looking shot, but I gotta say, I could not recognize William Holden. No. Like I watched. I watched it twice. I was like, I got, I got like seven or ten minutes into the movie, and I was like, hang on a second, is this the same fucking guy? He, I he rewound it, it and the, I'm like, it does not look like him. But I guess I'm just going to assume for the sake of the movie that it might be. I don't know. He he changes. He, he's talking kind of like uh, in third, like in a narrator style, and then he yeah. says, "My," and like like as the narration starts, yeah. we get into the story. He turns it like he's talking about himself, and that's the only way that you'll ever know that that's him narrating and, and setting up the story like that. Really, it's what like this way. I what felt. are you talking about? As you what? dive in, you'll get more. But what I'm saying is, at the very beginning, I was like, you know, that's that's what you know the turn. I, I, my no, first... he says, he says, he says, here's this thing happening. Yeah, and it's this this nobody that died. He's a writer. He's got like yeah, two B movie yeah, credits. Then he turns it and he says, no. So I'm going to tell you about my story. My story. Maybe if like. I had seen this movie when it first came out, but man, I have seen this copied so many fucking times. I just immediately knew that the narrator was that guy. Like this has been copied so many times. Everything yeah, American from, like, Beauty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Sure. Sure. It's just ingrained. Like by the time I saw this film, yeah, I got it. I like. Well, that's I, what kind I of know. That's what took me aback on it because I'm like, oh, I've, I'm, I'm familiar with this formula. This is not a new thing that I haven't seen before. But like even even the I don't know the the way that he 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 does the flip from third person to first person, like there was enough ambiguity just in the syntax that I was like maybe this is a different person who had another perspective on the thing that we saw starting. So like one way or another, we know that there's a murder that happened, and now we're like six months before or however long it is. So like it's it's definitely the the classic thing. But it it was still ambiguous as to whether or not he was talking about himself being in the pool. I did not yeah. get that at all. I think Brian, yeah, I don't. They don't tell you that it's him, and it's not until it's not. So I'm saying until it's later, not explicitly yeah. laid out. Like it's you can you can infer said. it, and yeah. for the sake of the movie, like it works both ways to infer and, that it's him or wonder who it is. No, but because but he talks about specify. a writer, and then like no, he, and then he talks like the very next scene, like it shows you he's a struggling writer. Like doesn't mean he died, Brian. God. It doesn't mean he's the struggling writer. He, yes, it, I mean you it, also it see comes his across face more in the pool, from, and then you see him there. But that's what I'm saying is like I couldn't tell that it was his face, and that's it's also like, like his voice. Like once you get to that scene, and you're like, oh, the narrator and that him, they have the same voice, is the same guy. Like, Ryan, you're just very smart. Okay, yeah, what? That's no, what, it is. I, it, what that? <laughs> I don't. Think, I mean, I mean, obviously, yes, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. obviously, obviously yes. uh, yeah, I just. I, hmm. I don't think you have to be. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I mean, okay. Uh, let me ask it from more of a question standpoint because clearly Brian feels pretty strongly about this. I watched it twice and did not uh, did not pick up any explicit laying out. This is the same person in the pool. I was like, "There's the implication. Maybe you're supposed to figure it out for yourself." But he doesn't say that's me laying in the pool or this is how I died or any of those like explicit sort of like here's here's the story of how I died. Does he not? No. no. Like I said, he only time is he's setting up this thing. He's talking about there's a writer. He's talking about a writer, and then he starts. Then he changes the way he says. He says my story. So let me tell you my story from about six months ago. Right. So that's the only time that he turns. Yeah, he turns. He turns the narrative right there. And so 
Oh, you Brian's really looking look? up the script. I was like, "Say, did you find the script?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I just remember there, it's there was something there that was just very obvious. Like if it had been a, a color movie, and yeah, you could bro. see like he was wearing like the same blue jacket or some shit that he talked about later. Like there, there could have been some of those kinds of cues, but unfortunately, like I found it very difficult to parse. Like, is that the same guy? I can't tell. Well, I mean, hold on. I mean, when he first starts the opening, yeah, it's not obvious that it's him in the pool. But as it continues, and there's only four characters, it be, you know, yeah, you kind of assume oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. not gonna yeah, make it out. No doubt. I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, do you think it was intended to be obvious that it was him in the pool, and this is the person that he's narrating and is holding, or do you think it was intended think to so. be? ambiguous a little bit and let the audience kind of decide for themselves project themselves onto it maybe you're brian and it was obvious maybe well, you're me and you i think it's supposed to be ambiguous more. and i think it was sort of obvious because yes this has been copied so many times i don't know if this was a copy of something else but at least since this has come out this sort of opening style has been copied so many times i mean just just this di- the dialogue alone has been repeated so many times there's so many scenes like this is so familiar and so ingrained like even if you've never seen this movie before when you watch it it will still be familiar to you yeah so that much was my so experience. that it that it felt a little hokey to me yeah the, yeah the, but but that's just okay. because I, well, you have seen it so many times like it just seems like the the standard expositional setup hey you know there's this thing that's going on it's five in the morning the cops are going on to the thing i don't know man murder. don't you want to know more about it you know what brian did you find this did I, you find I, the actual I, dialogue I, I did find the actual dialogue i mean just okay. just reading about it i mean just him setting it up he's like uh and with two shots he's talking about himself he's like nobody important really just a movie writer with a couple of b pictures to his credit the poor dope he always wanted a pool. Well, in the end, he got himself a pool. Only the price turned out to be a little high. Let's get back about six months and find uh, the day when it all started. And then you're with him. So, he's, of course. the day when it all started? Okay. Yeah. So, I could know. I could have swore that right there he says my story or something. He says something. The day when so. my story started. But like, yeah, and then once like it starts and you're in and, you know, he's a struggling and writer. And then you forget. The story starts. You forget all of that. And you're supposed yeah. to start Oh, fresh. yeah. Like, like, said, like, the, like, like at the end of, uh, at the end of uh, American Beauty, you forget that he says that he's dead. Or at least I did. Yeah. He's dead? Spoilers. Yeah. Well, actually, when I got to the end of this movie, American I was like, Beauty, wait, yeah. where was the flashback scene? And, and I <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Okay, I, I also I succumbed and watched the trailer before watching the movie. And no, the way the, you the broke way your the trailer the way the trailer <laughs> laid it out, it seemed like there was at least three or four different characters that were going to like tell their own stories of this woman. Like if I I thought that based on the trailer, it was going to be like a few vignettes. Like oh, I used to know Norman Desmond, and there's them telling their story. Oh, I used to know Norman Desmond. Like no, this is that's the way old style trailers where they just kind of like this is so and so he's a yeah. da 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 and this is and they just set up the characters you know and they, it has nothing to do with you know, it's just all like like you're reading a character bio sheet. Well, so this it, it reaffirmed for me why I don't watch the trailers because I spent the whole movie. We being don't make like, trailers like this anymore. When are the other characters going to come in and tell their version of the story of Noah Desmond? <laughs> 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 oh, it's definitely this only this dude the whole time. Okay, 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 okay. You are constantly waiting for something bad to happen. <laughs> No, yeah, you 100% are. Yeah. Constantly. I feel like this whole movie is something bad happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we talk about the, the costumes at all? 
No, we can talk about them, though. They were designed <laughs> by Edith Heads, who is Classic. brilliant, and we've talked about her before she's on the podcast. The she's, yeah, she's fantastic. Um, and I was reading that she, because Norma Desmond is a shut-in, that, but, but, but once this will be fashionable, so her clothing was only like five or so years behind the times, but also it was like wildly extravagant every time she went anywhere including just downstairs she was like put on a whole costume <laughs> yep. and i just i don't know i loved all of them i was trying to pick my favorite and i don't know that i can i think i think i love absolutely all of them maybe the like leopard robe thing that she wears by the pool i don't know yes the netting on her face when she finally oh. goes out yeah. like it's like she's still like hiding a little bit like it's mm-hmm. kind of like she's looking through this and the conversations that she has with, with the netting on her face was so strange and it, it was a little like uh, uh, I don't know I've got a weird vibe out of it which is really great for her character I think it's brilliant it's uh, yes she's hiding from the world still but also she's it's not yes she's like shut in and and you know don't look at me but also it's like no but you can't handle looking at me because I am a star and I need to protect mm. you from me and so there's a lot of kind of double meanings to that Ooh. I don't even know that like that Norma, the character, would be aware of any of these things, uh, you know, because at some point, you know, women did wear things that cover their head and cover their face, veils and whatnot. And um, it was much more common than it is now. And but yeah, no, it still looked like a costume when she wore it, like nothing she wore looked like something that she would just like throw on to go out. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's part of why I absolutely love the character. She is very intentional with everything she does, even if it's, you know, from from cutting her wrists to make a point um, to getting dressed um, you know, to go down the street, like everything, like, oh my God, like when she's in the car, when she takes them out for a drive, like her outfit there, <laughs> it's just, it's all so ridiculous and also incredible and also beautiful. And I mean, if she wasn't crazy, you would be like, yeah, I want that, <laughs> yeah. you know, also, but, but you're a little crazy. So let's, let's take it down a notch. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, there there were only a couple of times where they discussed color, and it made me very sad that this was a black and white film, especially because um, you can look up Edith Head's drawings for this and see the illustrations and see what they looked like in color in real life, and it they're I mean they're even better than they are on screen. Like like if if this could be have been shot in color, it would have captured so much more detail, which yeah. is crazy because they're already so like like detailed and intricate. But yeah, there was so much more to it. Yeah, I have to say this is one of the the few black and white movies that I've I really f- I felt the missing element of the color from the wardrobe, from the production design, from the sets. Yeah, it 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 really it felt like it lacked a little bit. Like usually black and white stuff leans into the texture and the shadow and the contrast and this one was like okay, everything kind of not everything looked the same, but there there was there were distinctions that would have been made that I that I missed for sure. Yeah, and I do think uh that they used a bit they used texture in this. There's a lot of sheer things. There's a lot of lace. There is yeah, uh, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. fur. Um you know they i think but but still because it's so rich you know that something is missing and it's the color you know yeah well like when she talks about like the tile that the the one guy danced on valentino uh, yes valentino mm-hmm. yeah versus like the the new Wood year's blows. party that's just the two of them but and you see like the the symphony or the the little quartet or whatever playing Love in the that. background 
there's just so much opulence everywhere yeah. that it it felt like uh, oh this is where Boz Lerman like fucking gets all of his shit yeah like I wanted to see all of the glitz and all of the glamour in its sparkliness and you feel most of it in the contrasty color of black and white but you uh, I don't know I, I definitely like I like I said. I missed. I missed seeing what, the pops. What color do you think those floors were? In my head, they were green. I yeah, was thinking I was just green say, too. It's like a turquoise, <laughs> dark did they green. say green? Yes. Did they no, say green? No, they did not. They okay, because there were a couple yeah. of times. There were a couple of times where they dark did. Yeah, they were like, yeah. "Oh, this thing here is this color." Uh, like, like his dark blue plaid. His blue suit. I don't yeah, know. I was like, "God, I wish I could times. have seen yeah. it." Yeah, and yeah. they brought up red. Um, yeah, the, every time they brought up color, like I appreciate them doing that, but also it made me just miss what wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, it does point yeah, it out. Exactly, exactly. And speaking of the production design, I mean, her house is every, all, actually every scene, even at the studio and even at the apartment and everywhere they go, every, the production design is also absolutely incredible. Was it all set work, Brian? Yeah, all the interiors are. Incredible. Ex- except for the Paramount lot. Because that's actually at the Paramount lot. Well, yeah, yeah. it's a studio. You know, you can shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I do love those those two security guards. The one guy's like, the fuck are you trying to do here? <laughs> Teach him some manners. There wouldn't be a Paramount without me. Apparently she made a shit ton of money at one point. Yeah, I read something that said like that statement worked for both her character and the actor. That she also made Paramount, Paramount like six giant movies in a row or something like that. A lot of parallels to real life. Yeah. Which I'm sure is why people got very angry at this when it came out. <laughs> well, that seems ironic. You know, the trailer even, even the the um, you know, the uh, trailer and the poster both say a Hollywood story. So is it they actually do. Sunset Boulevard, a Hollywood story? Is that the title? No, no, no. Or that's we, the tagline. Are we just Once Upon a Time in a Hollywood Story? <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> are we ratings? Damn. Are we not at ratings? I don't know. Go through your paperwork. What you got over there? Oh, paperwork. Um, it's number 61 on IMDb in their top 250. Wow, really? Yeah, not bad for a, believe it. a movie from 1950. Yeah. Uh, on the AFI uh, top 100 uh, American film, uh, when the poll uh, first came out, I forget when that was, uh, it was polled at number 12. And then when they did it again, it went down to number 16. Still not bad. No, not bad at all. I will say I enjoyed it more than I kind of expected to, which is probably weird because I I didn't know what movie this was. Like, I had no idea, like, this was the ready-for-my-close-up movie. Like, I had had zero context going into this, which is usually my general preference, but... But you've seen... Did you watch Billy Wilder's The Apartment, right? Yes. So, having some amount of, like, familiarity with Billy Wilder... Wilder as a director, I was I was anticipating good film, okay. but oh, but you didn't recognize know. what it no the exactly iconic yeah. status that it has. Correct, correct, yeah. And I didn't, um, I don't know. Like, like I said, I watched the trailer before I watched the movie, and I I was expecting a, a very different formula of a movie. And when it became what it was, I was I was and I was sucked in and and definitely like more enthralled than I expected to be, just based on the trailer. Great. What's your rating? You <laughs> 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 just did all that. <laughs> are we? Do, wait. Did we go over? Did we do budget? Or are we doing that after? Yeah, because we don't want to talk about that because that's kind of bad. It's bad. Is it bad? Well, they spent a fuck ton of money. No, the budget on this was one point seven million. Yeah, but they didn't make that back. What? Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, movie made five million in the United States. Really? 
Yeah. I swore I read that it, it didn't. Budget 1.7, uh, gross. Basically, it made 600 million or 600,000. Basically, 300,000 in, in, in U.S. and Canada and then worldwide, 300,000. So they, they make their money back. Where are you getting that number? Buck, uh, I'm on IMDb. Maybe you've got something better. You're on IMDb? Yeah. That's no what it says? Mojo? That's what it says. That's got to be for like a week or something. What, what? Technically, anyone can edit IMDb. That is true. That is Worldwide. true. There's somebody out there who hates Billy Wilder's like, <laughs> fuck your movies, bro. <laughs> you only take make zeros thousand. out of your budgets and yeah. shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would definitely be a bomb. Uh, yeah, it looks like a bomb to me. Yeah. Wait, Brian, where are your numbers from? Uh, I, I got it from uh, the box office mojo. Okay, hold on. Uh, the numbers. I, I do believe. It was one of those. I heard, so I did hear, I think I mentioned earlier that in the rural parts of the country, it did not perform well. And so they put uh, Gloria Swanson on like a 33-city tour to try and get people to come out and see the movie, which did help. It helped, but not enough is what, for like, you know, certain parts of the country. She was a funny lady. I saw a uh, Carol Burnett show when I was doing some research on this. There was like, she, when she was older, she did the Carol Burnett show. And she was fucking hilarious on it, and uh, it's really great. She was like, they had, a, they had this giant guy who apparently is a regular cast member on the Carable Net show, and she was just like, like, oh, he's very hot, you know. Just she's like kind of all over this guy, just just totally playing her character. Okay, that's got a that's for a re-release. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not the original numbers. Okay, Brian, what are the original numbers? Man, uh. It, <laughs> You know, Wikipedia has five million, but they don't have a source for it. And then if you go and try to look up the actual number from 1950, it doesn't look like it really exists. Yeah, Hollywood math. Yeah, it's a Hollywood story. You know, got to hide the money. Hollywood math. <laughs> if it made any money, they'd have to pay their actors points in the back end. We all know they don't make the money. Well, it's it's hard to tell because if like you look up Sun- Sunset Boulevard, there's a lot of stuff right now about like how much the Broadway play is bringing in or musical. Is that a musical? I haven't seen it. I don't know. How's it doing? Well, that made uh, seven hundred some thousand dollars uh, its first week. Well, there you wow. Go. Yeah. Okay. So that number is uh, that three hundred thousand. That's for a re-release in May thirteenth of two thousand eighteen. And Box Office Mojo, does they don't even have uh, the 1950 original release. It was re-released in Australia in, t- uh, in 2021, and it made $428. 400 Yep. Crikey. I'm, I, I'm taking that was one screening. <laughs> yep. And 42 people showed up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of weird to me that Gloria Swanson really did start when she was 16. Her very first movie. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say I I did well. I was gonna say when uh, he's having his little love, their love conversation when they fall in love, and he asks how old she is, and she says twenty two. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're yeah. talking about the other yeah, that girl. Was, the that other was a girl. bit of a shock too. Yeah. Um, um, Betty, 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 yeah. yeah, she's so Nancy sweet. Olson. And twenty-two, I, did, I was like, "The fuck, you're twenty-two? What are you talking about?" So I did hear that they, I think they put makeup on to age her a little bit because originally they were going to age Gloria Swanson, and but then it's like she takes such care of herself. That why would they do that? And so then they decided to age the younger actress. 
Interesting. But also, so she I, really was 22 and they tried to make her look older? Oh, she I don't was know. 22. She was, she was born 22. in 28. This is 50, so whatever that is. Holy fuck. She's 22. That's 22. That, she's, God damn. She's so young. I Yeah, I couldn't believe how young she was, actually. I mean, Holden was like 31 or 32, I guess, in this. I guess. Oh, yeah. No, that's a lot older. That makes more sense. Yeah. I thought she would at least be 25 or 26, but 22? Yeah. 22, a fresh-faced young actress. Or, fuck, she's not even an actress. Reader. Well, do you expect William Holden to go after a 30-year-old woman, Kristen? <laughs> she's 29! <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I mean, maybe if she was rich, had a script that needed rewriting. He just really uh, needs the money, okay? He likes he likes 50-year-olds that are old and rich and have scripts that need rewriting. I did find it weird that she felt like she had to have his, like, help. And that, that you know, and I I do like that he was like you know hey like why don't you just do this yourself you know write the fucking script um she she just needed that you know that little push oh I did think the one scene that was really funny was or the line that was really funny was when uh, she asked him what his star sign is and he says you know he's a Sagittarius and she's like oh good you're trustworthy and I was like what <laughs> is that not true Kristen are they, are I mean they not in terms of like. We're very general pop astrology. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, they're they're known for like doing whatever they want and being like very free and a little violent and you know, kind of the way he is actually. That interesting. <laughs> kind of fits it. But the, the second, yeah. But she was just like, oh, that that's great. And I was like, girl, what? What? <laughs> I mean, if I'm we're gonna base it on book. astrology, like where you should like go consult it or something. I mean, but also, what an interesting way to show that she's just basically unhinged and she already made the decision, and she's just looking for an excuse that she can feel like she can justify. Right. Like that's kind of brilliant. Yeah. That's even even more so knowing that fact because I was I'm like oh yeah, sure that, I guess Sagittarius must be yeah. cool like, same here <laughs> there's, so there's a portion of the audience that is like bullshit <laughs> <laughs> that was my first clue that she was crazy not any of the other stuff but that was it that was it even when she had like the, when uh, they when she you first introduced get introduced to her and she has the dead chimp i was like wait <laughs> so crazy wait oh my god i was like is there like a story here that we're gonna get like what no is, no is there anything does she have right more back. yeah they don't ever bring it up again <laughs> no, like man. what but she needs a coffin like i was i was like what hollywood people were known for like you know having animals and stuff that's, no that's i i mean i get it i mean i do know that and I don't. You, they've kind of moved away from that, haven't they? I don't think there's any. Yeah, they adopt. Yeah. Uh, they adopt African kids now. They yeah, adopt they adopt children, children now. Yeah. You <laughs> like Angelina out of your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Fuck off. Oh. Uh, <laughs> ratings. God damn it, Brian. Yes, this movie is a ten. It's a classic. I I can't believe I hadn't seen it before. Uh, the cinematography is pretty great. The script is actually excellent. Uh, I'm quickly becoming a Billy Wilder fan. Every movie we watch is is absolutely amazing. Maybe one of the top directors I've ever watched. He has a very uh, consistent career with everything that we've seen so far. This movie is entirely entertaining, and I will recommend it to anyone who needs to see it. And if you're looking for a movie to watch tonight, plug it in. It, 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 it'll keep you going. Uh, this movie's a 10. There's your rating, Brian. <laughs> I was just asking. Sorry. Damn. 
Damn. You got triggered. I did. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> don't apologize when you get triggered. God damn it, Jared. <laughs> I'm about to triggered to a tan. Uh, it's a tan. It's a fucking tan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's next? Uh, yeah, I, I got to echo Jared a little bit. Like, this is this is some pretty fucking classic filmmaking. Like, I'm impressed that 70 years after this thing has such legs that it still is so fucking good. Like, I was hooked from pretty early on in the movie. Um, I think the character progressions all work really well. Like, you see the ways that they're thinking and the ways that they're making decisions. And I think that the overall structure of the film just works. Like... I don't know. I wanted to give it like a nine or a nine point five, just because. Uh, I don't know. Like it seemed like it maybe it has some flaws, but I can't think of any reasons to to knock it for anything. Um, sometimes the music was a little overblown, but that's nineteen fifty for you. Um, sometimes the acting was a little overblown, but she's supposed to be from like the early era, and like everything is supposed to be overblown. That's really the only thing I want to knock this movie for is that I felt more often that the actors were acting than I felt like the characters were trying to be actors that were acting, if that makes sense. Um, but that never that that never took away from the the plot that always served the story and it always like actually you know helped what the, I think Billy Wilder was trying to do as a director. Um, I think this is a pretty fucking fantastic movie, and I'm really glad I finally saw such a classic. I think we're all ready for our close-up. That's a 10. All right, another 10. Kristen, you go next. You go last. Sure. I'll go next. Um, and I would, before I start, I would like to say I, I don't support discrimination against any star signs, and I apologize to the Sagittarius <laughs> is listening. You are seen. <laughs> which which, which sign is the you? most trustworthy? <laughs> what is all this back? I don't even know how you happening? can. I don't even uh, know how you so can answer that, Jared. Um, it, it's, not, it's not that kind of a base thing? Okay. It's, it's more broad. Got it. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Um, this movie is absolutely brilliant. It's hilarious and tragic. And um, I feel like it really captures a lot of different sides of life while still maintaining its zest for life. Because I was, I was going to say it's, you know, kind of a, it can be a bit of, of a depressing look, but at the same time, all of these people are generally enjoying enjoying themselves and um, just going through the cycle with all of them is so much fun and it's just so much fun to watch and to look at and to hear and um, I, yeah, I enjoyed the music also actually in I think it's the New Year's scene when they're dancing uh, yeah. that's one of my favorite songs and I was like oh my god I had no idea the song was that old I'm sure it's even older but I have never bothered to look into like the history of. Are you talking about the buttons and bows song that they're all Maybe. singing? <laughs> no, I don't think bows. it was that. No, not that song. It was, it was an instrumental one. Okay. Ooh. I don't remember. I don't know what it's called. That's why I've, I guess I've never googled it. I don't actually care, but I do enjoy the song <laughs> a lot. And so when they played it, I was like, "Oh, that's so nice." And then she's, you know, she's crazy, but yeah, he's a little crazy too. It's okay. It's okay. They work together really, really well. And uh, I just, yeah, I, I guess in terms of like, we've been watching like a fair amount of toxic couples lately, and I feel like this is probably my favorite one. And 
Um, That's a good point. Yeah, I enjoyed watching them be toxic together. Whereas with everyone else, I'm like, God, can you stop? Like, stop talking to each other. <laughs> like, just get separate. Because it's, it's too real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but with them, I'm like, no, you guys kind of deserve each other, and I'm enjoying this. <laughs> anyway, um, I am gonna give it a ten. This is wonderful, and if you haven't seen it yet, you should. You should. You should. That's great. Reader's Digest uh, lists the most trustworthy uh, sign as Virgo. Oh, that makes sense. I'm a Virgo. Virgo. <laughs> that Are you makes a Virgo? Sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, Reader's Digest. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen probably paid that. <laughs> oh, this actually this, this is actually written by Kristen Jones. <laughs> oh, obviously, I'm going to give this a ten. Great movie, great script, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful picture. You got Rotten Tomatoes for us? Wow, holy shit, Brian! What are you going to say? Shortest <laughs> review ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. What are you going to say? Oh man, uh, arguably the greatest movie about Hollywood, Billy Wilder's masterpiece, Sunset Boulevard, is a tremendously entertaining combination of noir, black comedy, and a character study. Rotten Tomatoes certifies Sunset Boulevard a Hollywood story as fresh with a ninety-eight percent tomato meter wow. with a ninety-five percent audience score. Yeah. Wow. Who are those two percent? <laughs> what do they say? Somebody has to hate everything. You know, I know. But that's what I'm curious. Troll. Like, who? <laughs> Rotten like... Tomatoes gives no way to anyone. You could write at the New York Times. You get the same way to someone who has like a Substack with four subscribers. It doesn't matter in Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Anyways, excellent movie. Thank you for uh, you know suggesting this, Brian, or whomever did. Remember, remember September. Excellent. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, we, we, yeah. We're doing flashback movies this month. Yeah, I pulled it off of a list. <laughs> oh, you pulled it off of a list. It was. Well, it was that was this, a damn good list. It was down. <laughs> so for this week, it was uh, either Sunset Boulevard or Citizen Kane, and we decided. Oh, that's to do right. Sunset yes. Boulevard. Yeah. Well, then. Well, the next week is it next week Citizen Kane. No. Next week is no. Gone Girl. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, I was just hopefully Citizen Kane holds up to this. I mean, you can watch Citizen so. Kane. Yeah. I'm going to watch Gone Girl for the sake of the Yeah, podcast. I know. I'm just saying. Watch them both. I, man, there. oh, just like all that I watch great them movie. Both. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's time for both build. between now and next week, right? Well, well dear listeners, if you want to join us, week. <laughs> watch Gone Girl next week, and then uh, you, can, you can listen with us. Exactly. So with that... You've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. Jared, where can they follow you? You can find me on Instagram at checkthegate. Mike, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on X at Elkins Edits. And we're going to close out the show tonight with... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to play. There was music in this movie? Uh, yeah, one Oscar. Um, we didn't talk about all the Oscars that won. Well, it, 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 won, it won three. It won uh, screenplay, art direction, and music. All excellent. Fair. Yeah. Very yeah. fair. I, I see it. It got a bunch of uh, nominations. It was... It had 11 nominations overall. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. It's a slow year. It's a slow year. <laughs> I get, you know what? We're gonna play, let, let, let's just play the main title. That's got a little bit of everything. It's kind of thrilling music. Sure. Uh, and this is from composer Franz Waxman. One of the Waxmans.
Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. 